Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Power of Practice podcast. How committed are you to your problems? To the Power of Practice podcast with Matthew Tweedy. Discover how to leverage the potential of your unconscious mind so you can create an abundant and empowered existence. Here's your host, Matthew Tweedy. Hello and welcome back, and thanks for joining me. Today, it's a thought provoking topic because the title is How committed are you to your problems? I know. How could I, how could I be speaking of this? That's an interesting question, is it not? How committed are you to your problems? Now, what do I mean by that? Well, no matter what we do in life as a human, due to the way that we're wired and our unconscious minds work, There's always a perceived gain to anything we do. Any behavior we do, whether it's a constructive on the surface or destructive on the surface, there's always a perceived benefit to doing that thing. And doing that thing could be a behavior like a compulsion, such as eating too much or drinking too much or smoking too much. Or it could be an unresourceful pattern, such as doing anxiety or doing depression or doing an obsessive compulsive behavior. Or It could be something like having a major phobia, a fear of public speaking, a fear of flying, a fear of heights, a fear of needles. These are all common phobias that I'm sure you've heard of before. So... What do I mean by commitment, I hear you asking? Well, there is energy that has been invested into these things. These things do come about from some perceived benefit, something that we're getting out of doing this. I'm going to give an example, and and, and I'll slice it both ways, in the context of drinking alcohol, because most of us can relate to it. I, you know, I'm not the alcohol police, I don't mind to have a drink with friends on the weekends and things like that, so, and, and, you know, can be fun, though, you know, from time to time I see clients that have 
um, issues with this. Issues, uh, issues by their own definition, not by mine. They've come and seen me, particularly because they don't feel they've got control of this pattern of behavior. So if we look at this on the surface and look, in, look at it from a, a constructive, constructive or still on the surface beneficial reasoning or drive as to why someone want, would want to do that. Well, they might be in a situation where everyone's drinking and they want to be involved and connected with people and they can get that, that perceived connection and, and, and even a true connection perhaps through, through doing that behavior of, of joining in on drinking. Another example of that might be it loosens, loosens that person up. It allows them to feel a little bit more relaxed, more uninhibited. And, and, and that, again, feeds into the benefit of, you know, joining in, being part of the group, the team, so on and so forth. Perhaps, perhaps someone, they feel more confident or at least they think they feel more confident when they're drinking. So, you know, they can say things that maybe they, they wouldn't or they could talk to people more openly uh, or, 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 or more directly or whatever that might be. So there's a short list of perceived, quote unquote, constructive benefits. Now we can look at the flip side of this. Benefits that aren't so constructive, but they're still benefits. Uh, and, and of course, these feed into, you'll certainly see connections between these and the first set of, of, of what, I, what I labeled constructive. Nonetheless, uh, it's a different way of filtering and, and not everyone would, would look at these in the exact same manner. Example, I, I don't have to worry about what people are thinking about me when I'm drinking. Like when I drink, it's almost like, you know, all of the noise fades away and, 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 and I don't have to hear that internal critic, for instance. So there's a reason. Not as constructive, but it's certainly a benefit. Or some people might say, I'm just, I just don't, there might be company that I don't want to be with and uh, it makes it more bearable, more bearable to be with this particular group of people. Again, a benefit, although not totally constructive, although, um, you know, it does provide some level of comfort. So now we're moving into a, into a territory where you can start to see the spectrum of any kind of pattern of behavior. Does it make me feel good or better or does it just make me feel not as bad? They are all benefits. And as we feed energy into a pattern of behavior like this and do it time and time again, there's a level of commitment that we actually build with an unresourceful pattern of behavior. 
Can you think of any aspects or behaviors or lack lack of resources in your life in a specific context that you've maybe fed a lot of energy into? And I'll let you off the hook because up until this point, Perhaps you didn't know that you were putting energy into it and investing, actually investing in it because your unconscious mind's highest program is to protect you. And, and, and also it's a pattern recognition system that doesn't, it doesn't like abrupt change. So seems to often like to take on things that are similar to what's already installed on the hard drive but again the question how committed are you to your problems i can i can certainly relate to it there's been you know patterns of behavior in my past that i definitely was committed to and there was a perceived gain you know it could be it could be anything I, I think a perceived gain I can share with you all would be uh, when I was younger 14 or so um, I had chronic IBS I was highly anxious wasn't very happy at school so the interesting thing about IBS in that situation it's an anxiety in case in case you weren't aware uh, IBS is an anxiety disorder, and um, with when you resolve anxiety, IBS certainly can um, be resolved. But when I was in class and I was unhappy and I was feeling miserable and maybe feeling judged or whatever it was, I had a, a well, my body mind had developed a way to get me out of situations I didn't want to be in. It wasn't comfortable. It wasn't pleasant. Boy, oh boy, did it get me out of there. So I know this is an interesting example, but I think it paints a picture. Because any problem we've got has a perceived benefit, but it's kind of like a seesaw or more to the point scales. There's a tipping point for different people at different times. If you are at that point that the perceived benefit of the problem doesn't seem to weigh up anymore, you're at threshold, which is great because that means you can actually change it. See, often it's the case that if the perceived benefit, if, you, if you're getting a benefit that you think is bigger than letting it go, you just won't do it. But when you reach that tipping point, now you can make profound change. It's really about awareness. And that's really what this is all about. Asking yourself those questions. How committed am I? When is enough enough? Have I outgrown this old pattern of behavior? And can I see benefits beyond it that far outweigh not letting it go now? 
thought-provoking indeed. Think about, think about it. Is there anything there for you inside that you're ready to change? Because we can keep developing and moving forward. This is Matthew Tweedy. Matthew Tweedy or Matthew Tweedy Hypnosis on Facebook. The website, of course, Instagram. The Power of Practice podcast. Make sure you subscribe. This is Matthew Tweedy saying, Ciao for now. Keep growing and evolving. <laughs>